This is the daily podcast from St Paul's Knightsbridge, an invitation to pause for not more than 10 minutes each day to think, to reflect and to pray. I'm Alan Guile, and this week, to celebrate the opening of Pantechnicon in Mokkum Street, a fusion of Nordic and Japanese craftsmanship, to coincide with the signing of the Anglo-Japanese Free Trade Deal, and to mark the first ever Japanese week on the Great British Bake Off, we're turning a little Japanese. Omotenasi One of the great challenges in life is knowing how much to tip someone. It's the thing you need to know when you get the taxi from the airport, but the trouble is because it's highly culture-specific and because there's no easy way to know what the local custom is, you have to ask a local, and normally you don't get to speak to a local until after you've paid the taxi fare on arrival at the home of your host. One thing you should know for future reference, though, is that in Japan you don't tip. Often service will be added to a bill in a restaurant or a bar in the usual way, but even if it isn't, you shouldn't offer to tip or to pay more than the amount on the cheque, because in Japanese culture, this is one possible way of causing offence. Lest the person you attempt to tip should imagine that you are suggesting they don't get paid enough. It would be easy to think that you can't really win, wouldn't it? Can't do right for doing wrong. Part of the reason the Japanese frown on tipping is because of the word omotenasi. It's a concept that hugely informs the Japanese attitude to service. Like the other words we're learning this week, it has no easy translation into English, but in essence it means something like being selflessly and intentionally thoughtful. The sort of giving to others, whether in terms of customer service or hospitality, in which there is absolutely no expectation of getting anything in return. Service, giving for the other person's absolute benefit, is deeply ingrained in Japanese culture. There's a proverb, okyaksama wa kamisama, which sort of means the customer is always right. We have the same saying in English. But in Japanese, what's interesting about the proverb is the deference implied to the customer, kyak, by the addition of the o at the beginning and the ending sama, both honorific additions in the language. So in Japan, the customer is not only always right, but is to be treated honorifically as a VIP, even as a god. And so omotanashi, this orientation towards selfless service finds expression in all sorts of unexpected ways in Japanese life. A taxi driver will open and close your door for you. When you're given chopsticks in a restaurant, someone will have wedged a toothpick in the indentation between them. And if you get on or off a bullet train, you'll see cleaners rushing to clean the carriages, bowing all the while to the travellers. Omotanashi, to give and not to expect any reward. This spirit of giving and making nothing of oneself in the giving 
is a challenge to one's innate pride. Pride's such a slippery thing. Its upside is that it can be a product of healthy self-worth. But it can also be the product of an unhealthy narcissism or self-regard. C.S. Lewis saw pride as the anti-God state. Its antidote and the ability to give and to make nothing of oneself in the giving is humility. Not a false self-abasement, but a genuine laying down of one's sense of self for another. Humility, etymologically, is linked to the Latin humus, meaning earth or on or off the ground. It's interesting to note in Christian iconography how often saints, and especially the Blessed Virgin Mary, are depicted sitting on low cushions, their proximity to the ground a symbol of their humility. In the Christian tradition, humility often gets caught up with the idea of kenosis, voluntary self-emptying or self-abasement, which is one of the ways in which St. Paul and others since have understood the person of Jesus Christ, the one who, in that famous passage in the letter to the Philippians, makes himself nothing. He who was in the form of God, Paul says, but who empties himself in the incarnation and, in the passion narratives in the Gospels, in his acceptance of the will of the Father. But whatever its theological sense in the realms of Christology, among ordinary Christians this idea of self-emptying for the other, the ability to be able to be as naught, is seen as a classic virtue. Indeed, in the Catholic spiritual tradition, temperance and humility sit alongside each other as cardinal virtues. In our very individualised me-me-me culture, the virtue of humility and of serving others selflessly is often in rather short supply. This makes the Christian's willingness to be meek and humble and to kneel in service as Jesus teaches and shows us a radically countercultural way of behaving. And you know what? If people are suspicious of Christianity in the modern world and of our motivation, why don't we just learn and use the rather exotic word omotenasi? After all, this is an age in which anything oriental and exotic is rapidly taken up. What matters in the end is not what we call it, but is what we see in that selfless service of neighbour to which we are called in Christ. Prayer of St. Ignatius Loyola. Teach us, good Lord, to serve you as you deserve, to give and not to count the cost, to fight and not to heed the wounds, to toil and not to seek for rest, to labour and not to ask for any reward, save that of knowing that we do your will. Amen. Oh,